the sin that nobody wants to talk about is our penchant for pornography. If you want to silence a small group setting, bring up the topic of porn. It's uncomfortable because so many of our friends are addicted to it. And for many of us, sexual discussions are intimately personal. Perhaps something has happened to us in our past, and it's just a tough discussion to have about pornography. I, I do understand it, but I must say also that regardless, we have to talk about this silent spiritual killer, and you know why. And therefore, I am going to talk about it in this podcast. So I trust that you will listen. I hope that it will be beneficial for you. My name is Rick Thomas. I'm glad that you are here. The title of the article that I'm sharing with you is 12 Addictive Soul-Capturing Reasons Men Enjoy Porn. I want to walk through 12 reasons why pornography is addictive. And then I have a few other comments that I want to add in addition to Also, if you want to read this article, it is an article, and so there are 2,000-plus words on our website. Someone wrote in, or maybe they were talking to Lucia on the phone the other day, and they said, I really miss all the articles that Rick has been writing through the years. I like reading the articles, and praise God, you're so old-fashioned. May your kind continue to multiply. Used to be that articles were king back in the middle 2000s, and as technology has more a podcast that became quite popular, and then YouTube came on the scene, and videos and podcasts and videos are most popular, of course. Articles have taken a back seat. Part of that is because most of the people, and, and maybe you don't know this, but most people view content on their mobile device, meaning a small screen size is what they're looking at. Over 70% of the people that come to our website come through their mobile phone, mobile, mobile device, and so the screen is smaller and it's not really conducive for long-form content. And that's one of the reasons uh, they like listening to podcasts on their phones or they will watch a video on their phone, but reading is another matter, which you would take to, more than likely to your laptop. So that's another reason why we have to do more podcasting and videoing, because that's where the people are, and we do want to engage the culture with the message of Christ. But I also want to keep producing articles. I love to write. I have been writing continuously since 1994 on a daily basis. You can do the math. I've written a lot, and I do enjoy it. I find it quite therapeutic. It's how I do my devotionals primarily, and so it, it's just it works for me, and I'm glad to share these articles with you. And so you're welcome to read this one. Again, 12 Addictive Soul Capturing Reasons Men Enjoy Porn. You will also find that there is a one-hour webinar that I recently did for some biblical counselors in Europe. I came back and re, redid the rebroadcast or re-recorded the podcast, is uh, the uh, webinar I'm trying to say. And now I have it on our website, and it's free to you, and it's embedded right here. You can either watch it from our webinar page, or you can watch it right inside this article. Let me get into it. I have quite a ways to go. And again, I trust this will be helpful for all of us who are addictive. By the way, that's all of us. After spending more than two decades talking to men about porn, I have noticed a few recurring themes, and so I do want to share 12 of them with you, and I'm not going to share them in any particular order. And I would just add that if, if these 
if these things that lure men and and also women, and I'm going to insert women here as well because that has been rising statistically speaking where more and more women are getting into pornography. And if, if these resonate with you, I just trust that you would just spend more time inside this article watching the webinar that I have here, reading the embedded links, and then, of course, always seeking out with appropriate help. All right, so here are 12 reasons that pornography is so alluring to men. Number one, or the first one that I have listed here, is that it is gratifying. The most obvious reason men enjoy porn is gratification. I mean, simply put, it feels good. There is a physical and spiritual pleasure derived from participating in porn, and so it addresses both sides of our dichotomy, our our soul side, our internal being, and then also our body side, our physical selves. This pleasure, it mirrors both of those sides that we have, the physical and the spiritual. For temptations to work, they must be attractive to our whole selves. If the enemy can capture a man's operating center, center, his heart, his soul, then he can quickly control the body. Thus, the starting point and our severest temptations always begin with our desires within our soul. And this is what James is talking about in 114. And so one reason it's so addictive is because it's gratifying inside, outside, soul and body. Number two lonely. You've heard the expression, I can be lonely in the middle of a thousand people. Well, it's true. And the loneliness I am speaking of here is not so much an external or physical loneliness, being isolated. I'm not talking about that necessarily. There is a more profound loneliness that reaches us at the soul level. Relationships that do not quench our internal spiritual emptiness, that deeper level of loneliness, where you can be lonely in the middle of a thousand people, relationships that don't quench that kind of loneliness, it will tempt us to look for other things to fill the void in our hearts. Though porn appears to be a quick fix, it never wholly satisfies. And so number two is lonely. Number three is risk-free. Porn does not require much risk for the voyeur. It is a almost perfect, and put that in quotation marks, rejection-free environment. You see, rejection is a big fear for many of us. Men are more fragile than you might imagine, newsflash. Porn provides an easy place to try to satisfy what is wrong with us without the possibility of discovery. It is different from going to a strip club or some other place where you can lose your anonymity. And so number three is it's risk-free, and that in itself is a temptation. Number four, angry. Many people struggle with a low-grade frustration, synonym anger, and they're frustrated about how life has turned out for them. Without a strong gospel orientation, a person like this will look for ways to soothe that frustration. The frustrated man will find satisfaction on the internet. It is a frictionless environment where he can enter into momentary pleasure. 
the more complex and frustrating, or the more complex and frustrating the world is to him, the stronger the temptation will be to seek a virtual, virtual world. And so the first four are, number one, gratifying, number two, lonely, number three, risk-free, number four, angry, number five, discouraged. Discouragement is similar to low-grade anger, the frustration that I was just speaking of. Many of us did not get the life we expected. Living in an ever-changing mundane world is complex. Many men do not have the wisdom to live in the mundane. They want excitement. This tension is one reason sports is so popular. It is why Hollywood has an appeal to both men and women. It is an escape for the discouraged soul. The discouraged heart feels a need to live vicariously through the plastic world of sex. Thus, it is alluring. Number five, discouraged. Number six, win, W-I-N. Tied to the anger, frustration thing I was talking about, and the discouragement tension that I mentioned is also a desire to win or to conquer. Most of us men are unsuccessful according to our standard for success, and our standard for success is is paraded before us every day, especially if you spend time on the internet. You see what success is according to the world's standards, and you can get sucked into that. And so tied to anger and discouragement is this desire to win. We want to conquer. We want to come out on top of something. Think about this. Porn provides an illusion of success through fantasy. It's important to understand this. Pornography is the theater of the mind. It is a full-length feature presentation in the mind where the man can be anything he wants to be with the type of woman that he selects on the internet. Number six, win. I want to win. I want to conquer for the angry and frustrated and discouraged soul. Number seven, I mentioned it about the theater of the mind. Well, that's fantasy. Any woman can understand this because they know temptation too. The dissatisfied heart will crave another kind of life. That's what I'm talking about. Movies or the lives of the rich and the famous are just two ways a person can enter into fantasy thinking. There are many ways to fantasize about life. Facebook can be the perfect, put that in quotation marks by the way, antidote for the disappointed person. That's where we want to be careful when we start railing on the pornographer who is entering into the theater of his mind through the portal of the internet because he's looking for a fantasy when we're doing the same thing as we're endless streaming on TikTok or Snapchat or Facebook. Number seven, fantasy. Number eight, conquer. I talked about this with the win, but I, I want to talk about it a little bit differently here. Porn provides an easy way for a man to get his conquer fix on. It's, it's part of our wiring to accomplish stuff and to feel good about what we have achieved. You can probably see how some of these categories are interrelated, and they are. You, you could put them on a piece of paper and start drawing lines about how they connect to each other because there's such a closeness to them. To conquer is similar to our desire to win. Porn provides a fantasy world 
where we can win by wooing the girl through our manipulations. To conquer is to get her to do whatever we can imagine her doing for us, whatever we want her to do, because again, it's a risk-free environment, so we think, number eight, conquer. Number nine, devalue. You have to say that. I mean, it just it's the other side of the conquering coin. <laughs> the porn guy does not respect women. You can participate in pornography and have high respect you cannot, I'm sorry, you cannot participate in pornography and have high respect for women. The objectification of women through porn, it is akin to slavery. It is disrespect of the female by dominating her. One of the oddities that I see in Christian women is them doing all that they can do to attract a man by how they look and dress. That's the other side of this coin. I'm not talking about a bit of paint on the barn, but I'm talking about dressing in such a way to highlight her body. This strategy is not the kind of beauty a man should desire, but it does seem to be the kind of man that some women want to attract. And perhaps it would do it, it would help if if many of us just spent time on point number nine here about the devaluing, whether it's on the side of the man deva- devaluing the woman, because you cannot be connected to pornography and value a woman. Those two things do not go together. And I think some women are really naive at this point. They dress in a way to allure a man. What kind of man are you alluring? This is a big, big deal. By the way, if you know a guy who devalues a woman, don't be surprised. I'm talking about as a pattern. This is a pattern in their life. Don't be surprised if they are addicted to pornography. We hear a lot about authoritarian pastors, for example. Uh, Authoritarian, abusive pastors, don't be surprised if they are, I'm not saying they are, I don't want to make a false connection here, but there is a connection that can be made in some situations because devaluation, well, those are kissing cousins. When you devaluate, when you're angry at someone all the time, heavy-handed authoritarianism all the time, well, pornography is just another iteration of that where you're devaluing a human being. Number 10, selfish, which I think is kind of obvious. Devaluing The devaluing of a woman through objectification is a self-centered perspective on sex. The act of physical intimacy should be motivated by the gospel, which is other-centered. Being romantic, being sensual and sexual, it should find motivation in a desire to serve the other person. Can't you hear Paul talking here? In 1 Corinthians 7, about the purpose of intimacy, it is for the other person. The main goal is not self-satisfaction. Personal gratification is a byproduct of sexual intimacy, but not the primary goal. Porn is biblical sex's antithesis. So number 10 is selfish. Number 11, physical I spoke about gratification as the first point. You remember, I talked about the dichotomy of body and soul. It's both of those things. The devil wants to capture our hearts, and when he does that, he will capture our body as well. Therefore, pornography is physical, not just spiritual. 
And so we find the roots of the physical entrapment in this spiritual confusion. The physical part of porn is not as complex, is not as multifaceted. There is a feeling element to porn, that physical behavioral feeling element. The feeling works out in two primary ways, the orgasm and and the addiction. And so number 11 is physical. Number 12, addiction. Of course, that's what will happen eventually. Initially, a person can dabble with porn without an addiction. Now, I'm not suggesting that you do that. Don't do that. Run, flee fornication. The Bible is loud and clear on this point that we want to flee those things that can entrap us so easily. But initially, you can control it. It reminds me of my dad. I've shared this story often that when he was 21, 22 years old, he took his first drink and he could control it. He could manage it. But what he didn't realize and what many of us don't factor is that because the Lord wired us to be habitual. Did you know that God wired us to be addicted? But the addiction is for our good and his glory. What we do is we take his good wiring. I mean, don't you want to walk down those paths of righteousness? Don't you want to do this instinctively by default without thinking unconsciously? Habituation is good, but we took his good wiring and we turned it to our disadvantage. We become addicts. The Bible speaks of the caught person in Galatians 6, 1. That is the addicted individual is what Paul is saying in Galatians 6, 1. Addiction is the good feeling that we receive through the act of porn and masturbation, and the more we do it, the more we want it. I said earlier that it is physical. Well, it's also physical when you do well. When you walk down those paths of righteousness, you feel good. You feel positive. You feel optimistic. You feel God's pleasure on you. That is the physical nature of a good addiction. And then you flip it around, and it's all these other things that I have mentioned. And so those are the the, the 12 addictive and soul-capturing reasons that men enjoy porn. That's the title of the article. They are gratifying, lonely, risk-free, angry, number five, discouraged, Win, W-I-N, fantasy, number eight, conquer, number nine, devalue, selfish, physical, and then finally, number 12, addiction. Drug addicts understand the thrill and despair of addiction. The angry person knows the ups and the downs of their addiction, too. When sin intersects our God-given need for habituation, We become an addict to our preferred drug. And once we go into repeat mode, it becomes our unconscious default. The addictive eater is similar to the pornographer. Same for the serial apparel shopper. Anything we cannot walk away from is our porn. Anything that controls us is our addiction, which is why we must be careful. The person who struggles with fear or insecurity or jealousy or any other sin that takes control of them habitually is no different from the person who struggles with porn in that addictive behavior has caught them. Now, please listen carefully here. 
I do realize that the consequences of our addictive choices will be different. I understand that. Consequentially, what we do can be different from person to person to person, but from a spiritually broken perspective, all caught souls have the same problem. In fact, you can take these other addictions that I mentioned, like eating or shopping, and you can run them through these 12 things here, and you will find a lot of similarity. Here's my appeal to the person who is not addicted to porn. One, praise God for you. And two, well, it's like Jesus, the temptation would be to cast a stone. Let the unhooked soul cast the first stone, but stone casting is not what our addictive friends need. What they need, rather than us casting stones at them, they need our compassion, our courage, our competence. They need our care. And then as you're thinking about caring for those souls, it would be helpful for us to think about our own souls. What does control you? Paul said this in Galatians 5, "'Walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh.'" For the desires of the flesh are against the spirit, and the desires of the spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do. The temptation to look down on others is resident in us. And that's why I'm talking this way at the end of this podcast, because it would be so easy. It's easy for us. I've had this discussion recently with a couple of people, and and we all agree that it's easy to look down on someone who struggles differently from us. And that is a dangerous trap to fall into. One of the blessings of being in the counseling business for as long as I have is that you learn an important lesson after a while. We're all the same. We're all born in Adam, and we come into this world with the addiction temptation. The difference is how we struggle with them. And so you're not struggling with porn. Praise God for you. But this question still applies. How do you struggle? What can easily captivate your mind? Is it depression, fear, anger, lust of the flesh? Cigarettes, movies, food, selfish ambition, a desire to be rich, a desire for comfort, or a bigger this or grander that. What tempts you? It is important to understand we are all in a battle. I am in a battle, and I am well aware of that. There is warfare for our souls. Satan's plan A is to send all humanity to hell. His plan B is to hinder Christians in their walk with the Savior. I was hesitant about titling this podcast porn because many people would just turn it off at that point as though it does not apply. But in one sense, we are no different from the porn guy. There are two kinds of people in this world, those who know what tempts them and admits it, and those who know what tempts them but will not admit their weaknesses. The best thing we can all do is acknowledge what the Bible says about us. We are sinners, which implies a need for God's rescue. Being rescued is more than being saved. We are not entirely sanctified. We need each other for our progressive sanctification as we grow up from babes to being complete in Christ. 
The porn struggler struggles in two ways. He is in a battle in his soul, and he is in a battle with his community. You perceive the soul problem by the 12-point list that I gave. There is a lot of torment in a person's soul as you listen to that list. But what you might not readily perceive is how he is in a battle in his community. Porn is not a private sin that separates itself from the porn guy's community. It's really not. Even though I talked about that it being a risk-free environment, even though I talked about being secluded, it's not. He is in the community. And though his struggle is in his heart, it is also with you. And this is where I, want, I, I do want you to listen carefully, particularly the females in this world. This aspect is a touchy subject for women, even to the point of them becoming angry when someone addresses how they dress in public. Regardless, there is a responsibility on all of us not to become a stumbling block to those who find this temptation easy. Our call is to live out the gospel before every person. Will you self-assess? Here's three questions that you can answer. Why do you dress the way that you do? Does your manner of dress draw a man's eyes to your body? Do you dress in such a way to reflect Christ? Now, I have heard, here it comes, I could dress in a feed sack and a lustful man would not stop gawking at me. This kind of comment is a diversionary tactic, possibly, or just a naive one. But regardless of a man's degree of addiction, we cannot justify our release from honestly assessing ourselves about the how and the why we dress the way that we do. Now, what I'm suggesting here is no different from the alcohol addict. Would you say, quote, it does not matter if I had a Coke, he would still get drunk? Well, maybe so. But does this release you to break out your bud before him because he does, because, uh, because it does not matter? Without question, a perverted, addicted man will lust regardless of what you do. But that does not remove your responsibility for dressing in a way that does not draw attention to your outward adorning, 1 Peter 3, 3 and 4. The caring soul who radiates Christ wants to serve those around her. Living in a sinful world is not a perfect experience. And we don't have the luxury of saying, I can live any way that I want to when there are fallen friends all around us who struggle differently from us. Paul said he would not eat meat as long as the world stood if it caused a brother to stumble. Now there is a lot to unpack in that verse. And I realize that is First Corinthians eight thirteen, but the main thing that I want to point out at this point is that we need to emulate his humility. This is the article: Twelve Addictive and Soul Capturing Reasons Men Enjoy Porn. Inside of this article are more than thirty links that you can go to. This is a six month minimally, a six month homework assignment, a life project for anyone that would love to take it on. Also, there is a one-hour webinar here on pornography that I did for our friends in Europe. And you're welcome to watch it, read the article, listen to the podcast again, go through all the embedded links, and then at the very bottom, I just have a couple of questions, and I'll wrap up with a call to action. First question, are you addicted to porn? It's a yes or no question. Are you addicted to porn? 
Number two, if you are, will you talk to an appropriate person? And I say appropriate person. If you're addicted to porn and you're married, it might not be wise to speak with your spouse at this point. Now, ideally, you want to have these conversations, but there is a sequence to problem solving. Think about any kind of problem, regardless of what it is, like building a house, for example. It doesn't matter what the problem is, but there is a sequence to problem solving. It, it doesn't mean that you're not going to do the interior design, but you're going to do it in a sequence, and it's not the first thing you're going to do. You're going to lay a foundation. And so you're first to the house. Your first course of action is to get the help you need. And so if you are addicted to porn, will you talk to the appropriate person? Number three, perhaps your addiction is in another area. What is it? Will you work through this article and podcast, exchanging the word porn for your addiction? And then very similar to the porn addict, will you find help too? As always, we would love to chat with you. And I I know that this is a sensitive topic and it could trigger uh, quite a few folks as they listen to it or read it. And I do understand. And so we want to make a way uh, for you to talk to us. And you're welcome to do that. We have free forums on our website. All you need is a username and a password. We do that uh, to keep the spammers out because that's a thing. Uh, But you're welcome to come. There's no catch, uh, no money involved. All you have to do is just jump on our free forums and we would love to chat with you. For those of you who do underwrite our ministry financially, number one, thank you very much. You're the ones that make this free. And then number two, you can go to our private forums and you can talk to us there. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. You have been listening to Life Over Coffee with Rick Thomas. If you have a question for Rick, you can let him know by sending him a note through his website, rickthomas.net. That's rickthomas.net. Thanks for listening. Enjoy your coffee.